Alright, alright, alright. Hello everyone and welcome to More Content Talk. That's the only show that cuts through all the glam, the glitz, and all the bullshit to bring you the truthiest news that we can find. And, um... Hi, Melissa. Hello. Hi. Uh, so... Um... You know, in the wake of the, the fact that um, we're, we had 4,000 more, over 4,000 more COVID deaths today, I thought I'd spend a little bit of time talking at least about subject matter that relates to that. It's not necessarily going to be about that the whole time. But um, so the reality, I believe, is that by um, February from the doctor that I follow, who's usually pretty correct, his name's, I, I don't want to pronounce his name. I don't know how to spell it. I don't know how to pronounce it. So I'm not even going to do it. It would just be insulting because um, it would be wrong. It looks like it's going to be about 5,000 by February. So, you know, like a day. So it's worth analyzing, you know, what what gets it to that point. And I think the knee-jerk response is to just say, well, it's because people are stupid. And I think that's justifiable. Um, I think that people who tend to, like, I think people tend to give a lot, like, too much credit to humans, you know, as being, like, a really intelligent being. You know, I kind of talked about that with you a little bit earlier about, like, how when you get into, you know, human nature... And when you start to try to separate it from animal nature, what you'll find is that that becomes more and more difficult um, as you start to look at animals that have, you know, similar kind of brain structures to humans, whether it be dogs or dolphins or whatever it is. And um, in terms of being like superior or being some sort of superior being, I think that what things like um, plagues and um, pandemics and epidemics demonstrate very clearly is that it's, it's absolutely not true. There's there's no superiority when it comes to human beings. It's just that you happen to be a human, and so you, you prefer that story. And um, I think it's a fine story to, to live by when there's not, you know, something like COVID-19. But once that comes around, I think it becomes more and more dangerous. And um, I'm going to be talking about that and um, more a little bit uh, tonight. Uh, we kind of covered it in this episode that I just actually, uh, I'm going to be putting up on YouTube tonight, um, called, uh, Magical Thinking. I wanted to go into a little bit more depth there, um, and I wanted to talk about kind of, uh, how do people fall for this stuff? Is, is it, is it just stupidity, or is it much more about culture, and much more about um, what's the people around you accept? I think it's denial and fear. Uh, you can elaborate on that if you want. Um, the people are afraid, and so they're in denial. They would rather be ignorant and assume or think that everything is okay because the alternative is too frightening. What do you mean uh, by frightening? Like, just it takes you out of your own worldview or what? Yeah. Um, like the fact that there's this 
virus that could kill you. Like, that's scary. And people, instead of believing that, you know, they, they, they'd rather be ignorant because they don't want, they're afraid of the truth. There certainly is a, a level of uh, denialism, uh, science denialism, and that's always been um, around in, in most cultures. It, it has a particular um, influx in the West um, in recent um, years, and I, uh, I read it. I have an article that I'd like to read um, to all of you to kind of uh, delve further into that and uh, what it might mean, um, because... As I so often say, when you look down um, through history, what you'll find is that uh, it's almost as if uh, it's been scripted for you, um, and you can kind of fill in the dots. Uh, so this article uh, is called Strange Enthusiasms, A Brief History of American Pseudoscience, and it's by Robert McDougall, who's actually... Uh, pretty well known. Um, this isn't some random uh, person who wrote this article. This is a pretty well-respected social scientist. Um, I read McDougall when I was in college, for example. So uh, let's get into it. Um, so it's worth remembering that theories we might scoff at today were once embraced by Americans from all walks of life. Phrenology, the divining of personality by reading the contours of the cranium, had very respectable followers, says Rothman. Such worthy skulls as Andrew Carnegie's, Thomas Edison's, and Walt Whitman's were phrenol... <laughs> I don't even know how to pronounce it because it's not a real word. Or it's not a real thing. Phrenologically surveyed. Whitman's flattering head reading was central to his self-portrait in Leaves of Grass. Okay, so uh, I'm going to be stopping periodically and just kind of analyzing. So in case you missed it, phrenology is the science, quote unquote, of touching people's heads and deciding what their personality is like. And so the person who invented the light bulb, yeah, it's it's that's what it is. The person who invented the light bulb, Thomas Edison, thought this was real. So my question to you is, what have you invented? And what qualifies you to tell Thomas Edison that he's stupid? So this is the reality of being crazy, right? Brilliant people can be crazy. You don't have to be stupid to be crazy. Are there crazy people who are also stupid? Of course. And is it is it like a prerequisite for you to be crazy to be a genius? Of course not. No. Anyone can be crazy. But that's the point is that anyone can be crazy. And there may even be varying levels of craziness. Like a, a person may, may be very fanatic about a particular subject and that's it. And about every other subject that may be completely normal and lead completely normalized. But this one particular subject, they just happen to think fluoride is, you know, out to get them. And it affects their life in very real, real ways. And when these people get a lot of money, they can become a bit dangerous because they start inventing fake sciences. And so it's, it's, it's interesting. And um, 
phrenology was used to uh, condemn people and, and categorize them as, say, being violent. Like, you know, oftentimes with black people, they would say that, oh, the skull is a certain um, uh, way, and therefore that means that this person is more prone to violence. But really what they were doing was just putting a scientific label on their racism. Um, and so they had a bunch of racists around them. And so, you know, the other racists would say, well, yes, that sounds that sounds uh, like science. And so there's your your quote unquote uh, peer review in a sense. Right. Except it's not a true peer review. It's just it's it's you and a bunch of idiots being idiots together and then passing it off as science. And so um, this was rampant in early America. And so why am I bringing this up? Well, you, well, you're starting to see this kind of nuttiness again and um i'll get more specific with how uh as we read on so uh so the the touching the people's heads thing we got that done um where let's see if you've heard this one before spiritualism you hear that a lot these days don't you people talking about being spiritual well i'm a spiritual person what the fuck does that mean number one what does that mean because I guarantee you, most people who say it, they don't know. They don't know where the word came from. And I'm telling you where it came from right now. And this is why there are some people who, when you say that, they look at you like you're crazy. Because there were people who were alive at the time when spiritualism was a thing, and they were nuts. They were these nutty people. Anyway, I'll get into it. Communication with the dead through a psychic medium also captured the imagination of the educated and the unwashed alike. William Lloyd Garrison, Horace Greeley, and James Fenimore Cooper were among thousands of antebellum Americans who frequented seances to witness table wrapping and oozing ectoplasm. Mesmerism, electric medicine, creationism, and the water cure all joined them in the stew of popular beliefs. So I'll go through those one at a time. Any any given day in the United States of America, when you turn on the television and it's a certain time of day, I'd say anywhere from uh, maybe around like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, maybe 1 o'clock in the morning, all the way up until, I don't know, like 9, 10 o'clock in the morning, maybe 8, when the when the real networks start to take over. You'll see all kinds of psychic readings on the air. And I know this because I used to stay up late all the time. And so, you know, there's nothing on after a while. And when you have insomnia, you just kind of, you know, leaving the TV on to pretend. I don't, I don't know. It's weird. But there would always be these psychics and these mediums. And then when you get into daytime television, there's psychics and mediums all throughout and so you start to ask yourself, are there people who believe this? Yes. It's not just performance art. This is a very real thing that people believe in the United States. You have to remember, people like Miss Cleo, Sylvia Brown, they made millions of dollars. And they had uh, so many followers. The people who bought their books, they were very popular. And they were, and they were con artists. They were making shit up. And you had all kinds of celebrities who went to these people, right? Just like what you're hearing here. It's the same thing. There's not, there's not a difference between the COVID denialism and believing that you can communicate with the dead. 
which many people believe they and and don't think that that prayer is that different because you know you're you're praying to to a dead guy right so you're already primed to believe in nonsense because think about it you're praying to a man who walked the earth who happened to he died and now he's dead And yeah, you can put a prerequisite on that, but essentially that's the story. So you're already primed to believe in mediums and psychics. And of course not everyone will do it because in the Bible, right, it says that that's the devil, that's of the devil. But if you don't believe in Satan and you don't believe in hell, which more and more Christians don't, which is right, by the way, because the, the Dante depiction of hell is not, is not hell. It's the hell is just dying. So it's fine, but once you then okay, now psychics and mediums aren't really a threat, right? And so you just fall into that. And so I mean, that's what that's what I'm saying is that if you're already primed culturally to believe nonsense, then you'll believe any nonsense. It doesn't matter what your IQ level is. It doesn't matter how smart you are. It doesn't matter how good your teacher was. You're already primed to believe in nonsense. Um, mesmerism, of course, is hypnotism. It's the same thing. So we still see that, right? We still see these stupid hypnotist shows. They're still on the air. People still believe in hypnotism. People believe you can be hypnotized, even though it's, it's been proven that you can't. And really, it's cartoonish because it's like, uh, you know, that <sighs> Med Talk the Mind Taker or something, you know, like, boo like you can't, I'll, I'll tell you how you disprove um, um, hypnotism outright and mesmerism and all this nonsense, because, it, you know, originally it was developed as a medical treatment, by the way, it thought if we could trick you into thinking you were well, then you would be well. This is how stupid people are. <coughs> but they're desperate, so they'll try anything. And so, if you want to disprove hypnotism, find a woman or man or whatever, you know, person that you think you find very particularly attractive and say, you know, okay, I... I want you to come over to my place and we'll try we'll try it out try to get that person to take their clothes off it won't work try to get that person to kill someone you, you couldn't do it do you know what always happens with hypnotism people will do anything you tell them to do as long as it does not go outside of their boundaries their personal space so yes of course the random uh, the average person, if you ask them to get up and grab a glass of water, they're going to get up and grab the glass of water, right? Why wouldn't they? There's no reason for them not to do that when you tell them to do it. And you have, you, I mean, you think about it. You primed them. You, you opened them up to you, right, by saying to them nice things. Say, hi, welcome, relax. This is a calm space. This, there's calm music playing in the background. You've already done the church thing. The person's already primed for you to come in and make them feel good. And so when they when they give you that command, you already trust them already anyway. Mm. 
Now, where it stops and where it's always stopped when they actually tested it in, in you know, a study is as soon as they, they start to ask the person to do sexual things. So, okay, we'll go over there and touch Jim. No. All of a sudden, they're not hypnotized anymore. You know what that means? That means they were never hypnotized. And yet people still believe in mesmerism. They still believe in hypnotism. Not because, not for lack of knowledge, though. And this is the mistake. So maybe, you know, I don't know, maybe the fear thing you're talking about. But uh, creationism is still alive and well. Creation, creationism, I would say, is, is back and better than ever. So that, that would, this is one of the crackpot theories, right? This idea that the Earth is 6,000 years old and that, um, you know, yeah, that's, that's creationism. Well, there's there's young earth creationism and then there's there's old earth creationism. So there's there's branches of it. And that's yeah. the thing is there's always there's always sex. So like not every creationist necessarily believes the earth is 6000 years old. Um, however, an increasing number of them do and an alarming number already do. Crazy. And then also a literal flood you know, uh, a literal Noah's Ark where there were literal animals on there and all that stuff. <coughs> Even though that's also been shown not to have happened. <coughs> <coughs> Just, you know, physically, the, 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 the mass that you would need for for that arc and for one person to have done it i mean it's completely ridiculous um because if you actually look at the scale of what the arc would have needed to be it's this huge humongous structure i mean there's no way some drunk could have done it um yeah i mean and then you know the adam and eve tale which to me I mean, it's pure m metaphor. I mean, I don't see... Yeah. I, I mean, I don't see how you can't see it's a metaphor. It's a talking snake. Yeah. There's a talking snake. And so even if you're not a young Earth creationist, there's still a level of just batshit craziness there. Right. Because you believe that a literal snake talked to a woman... And that a literal that women literally came from men, and this is why so many men hate women is because they think, you know, you belong to me. You you were made for me. I am I am God in a sense because God is man, right? Mm. And so this is where you get patriarchy and all this stuff. And so creationism is very dangerous, and it eventually ends up in you know biblical literalism, which is just it's just extremism. That's all it is. You know, fundamentalism or whatever you want to call it but it's dangerous and you you saw it at the capital riots when they were acting a fool i guarantee you 98 percent of those people are you know red blood christian american there's nothing but white people in there and most people in this country are christian it's, that's especially trump's base is overwhelmingly christian so that's that's what you see it's there true. Um, the water cure. Um, yeah, there was this obsession, and it's funny, because you've mentioned this before, Melissa, and a lot of celebrities who happen to be Christian, they, they're obsessed with water. 
Um, <coughs> and I'm not saying that you're obsessed with water. I'm saying you've mentioned other people that you've noticed yeah. being obsessed with water. The, the frequent phrase, water is life. <coughs> yeah, that seems to come up with Christians in particular. Um, yeah, I don't know about other religions. As I was saying earlier, I don't look into them as much. I know a little bit about Islam. Not enough, I would say, to make a completely informed opinion. It's one of the reasons I don't talk about Islam very much. But I grew up in America. I know everything there is to know about Western Christianity. I also went to college, and we studied a lot of religion in college. So I, I have a good deal to say about it. And, um, yeah, uh, if you look at early, a lot of early medicine, early Christian medicine, they, they had this uh, fantasy that uh, if you if you doused people with water that you could wash away sin um and if you read their their books that's what they said they were doing uh, so you know it, james kellogg for example who's the guy who invented cornflakes would uh douse um people in water drench them in water and then he allowed them, if they had to go to the bathroom they could go up but they had to get right back in the water and so again you see this obsession with water mm -hmm. um it, it almost appears almost as like it's it's like the sin is like the dirt and the water is like the holiness, the baptism. Mm. That that seems to be what it is to me. Um, it's this obsession. Because baptisms are very important. Well, yeah, it's the re the rebirth. Yeah. And um, Christians are very obsessed with that yeah. narrative. So, yeah, I very totally think so. that's what it is. Uh, so moving on in the article, why was 19th century America so welcoming to these beliefs? A combination of historical circumstances provided both motivation and opportunity for pseudoscience to flourish. In the 18th century, people were convinced that if you examined the book of nature, it would lead you to God, says Philip Kitcher, professor of philosophy at Columbia and author of Abusing Science, The Case Against Creationism. Most believed science and the scriptures to be harmonious. The scientific developments that destroyed that harmony, the explosion of geological time, Darwin's origin of species, came as a terrible blow. The universe no longer looked at all providential, Kitcher says. By the middle of the 19th century, you could only hold on to the literal truth of Genesis if you were prepared to engage in pseudoscientific maneuvering. So you see what happened there? they held the belief so you have to remember the early scientists are all mostly christian in the west anyway right now obviously that's not 100 percent true but overwhelming majority and so what you have initially in science is a bunch of people looking to prove god and then what happens is that Darwin discovers evolution and there's nothing about evolution in any holy text. You can look for it all you want and you can try to pretend that it's there all you like, but it's not. You would have to like go do all kinds of weird metaphor interpretation gymnastics to put it in there. And so this deals a huge blow. And this is why creationists in particular hate 
evolution and they're constantly trying to disprove evolution right because if they disprove evolution then there's a chance that their book is correct so with with the creation of evolution the only way now to outscience the scientists is to do just that you can't um come lead in with the bible anymore right you have to create your own pseudoscience to combat what's going on and so essentially that's what they're saying there and this is what um apologists christian apologists do they go around making up nonsense that sounds like science like for example you know you get a hit of dopamine every time you touch yourself and you get a hit of dopamine every time you uh, I don't know, smoke weed, and therefore they're both addictive, even though there's not really any proof that either are addictive. They haven't proven either, and they really, really haven't proven the sex one. Like, maybe you can make a weak argument for drugs being addictive, maybe. But there's really no argument whatsoever for touching your pee pee or your hoo hoo being bad in any way and yet still to this day they're trying to argue scientifically to prove to you that it's bad because it's in their book and so they're using they're creating science to uh legitimize the bible to impress you to impress scientific minded people mm. right and so this still goes on today with things like COVID, where you can go online and see some guy in a lab coat talking about this thing is a scam and no one's dying. And there's there's uh, all kinds of government conspiracies with the pedophiles and the rapist and whatever, you know, they say. And, you know, the people who made vaccines are Chinese, uh, communist, uh, atheist, uh, all whatever you don't like. Immigrants. What else don't America? What's some other stuff that Americans don't like? Let's just throw it all in, right? <laughs> um, Americans aren't very fond of French food. So French, put that in there. French people. Oh, yeah, it's a Canadian-Chinese communist plot. That's perfect, right? That's like the triple bacon cheeseburger of American conspiracy theories. Canada, China, and, um, yeah, I don't know, vaccines. or, You know, like, the point is, is that, yes, it's stupid if you're not in a community of stupid people. United community of people that are looking, they're, they're working together to be ignorant. They want to be ignorant together. So this is where you get cliques and cults and, and uh, celebrity followings and churches. Because it's like they already know the stuff that, that's the thing, is you can shout, it's a real disease all you want. It's, it's been 10 months and I think I've proven my point that it's not really going to matter to certain people. And that's that's the reality. And it's because they're in these ignorant little cliques. And, and that's when the government should step in and say, all right, enough. So hopefully we'll see that. Um, I'll finish the rest of the article here. How you doing there, Care Bear? 
I'm great. Uh, continuing in the article, many pseudoscientific disciplines were inspired by this desire to defend the harmony of science and religion. While creationists began a battle with Darwinian evolution that continues to this day, the Zetetic astronomers of the late 19th century went even further. Inspired by a literal, literal reading of the Bible, they insisted the earth was not a sphere but a flat disk with heaven above and hell below. Dozens of Zetetic societies sprang up in the 1880s and 90s sponsoring scientific investigations designed to spread the flat earth gospel. Reverend Wilbur Volivia, or whatever, he sounds crazy. A leading American flat earther railed at so-called fundamentalists. Listen to this. Do you hear that? So-called fundamentalists. That's insulting. So you're not fundamental enough. Just when you thought it couldn't get any batshit crazier, it does. And that's my point, is that you think it can't get any crazier. But then, then there's some guy who's like, I can out-crazy you, motherfucker. I got a crazier book than you do. I'm even crazier than you. That's seriously what happened. And this is happening again today with the conspiracy theories. It's the same thing. It's just minus the religion. There's not so much religion, even though it's still undertones of Christianity. But I can talk about that in a later episode. Um who would strain out the gnat of evolution yet swallow the camel of modern astronomy. So they're saying that, yeah, you're going after those stupid Darwin guys, but that's the easy work. I'm doing the real work. I'm going after the round earth people. Take that, Galileo. Yeah, and they're like proud of it. And these are like like these are these are like celebrities of their time. That's the thing is that these people were well known. They were they were taken seriously by many wow. people. Wow. So my point is that it doesn't matter if they're experts. Remember Dr. Drew? He was out there at the beginning talking about ah oh, fuck COVID. Let's go have a party. <laughs> and he got sick. And definitely downplayed it. He didn't only downplay it. He said that you're panicking. You're being ridiculous. He said he basically said, stop being ridiculous. He was the one who was being ridiculous. So you see what happens is that people project. And if they have enough money or they have a following, they can surround themselves with people who will confirm their nonsense. And then they get sick or get hurt or sometimes they get lucky and live, which, you know, shows even more that life has no, you know, real like design. Because like if, if there was a just moral god he would just kill those people and just oh these people are idiots just kill them and then that would be the end of it but oftentimes sometimes these idiots survive and they <laughs> they kill a bunch of other people right yeah. like trump trump's alive hey he's like yeah he's like that's that's uh the the benefits <laughs> of modern science i mean you think about it in a capitalist society only the rich people get to live <laughs> and just the people who need to work for them I mean, it's sad, but it's true. Anyway, um, 
in his hometown of Zion. Yes, that that is a real place. And listen, you live in a nation that names places after biblical nonsense, places that didn't even exist in real life. Zion is another term for God. He already thinks he's God. He came from God, Illinois. Anyway, <laughs> Zion, Illinois, Volyva passed some of the strictest blue laws in the country, outlawing cigarettes, short pants, whistling on Sundays. That's right. It's illegal to whistle on Sundays, folks. Don't you dare. I'll come to your house and lynch you. No whistling on Sundays, young man. Smack. See how crazy Christianity can make you? Religion in general can make you? Oh, and naturally, globes. They outlawed globes. Remember when they used to burn books? Oh, oh, like those round globes. They made globes, yeah, oh, the, the earth, because they said, no, it's a flat earth. It's flat, and that's a round ball. No, no globes. It was illegal. And if you got caught with one, you get, like, fined or something. This is how stupid these people are. But you see it happening again because now there are places where if you wear a mask, they'll they'll beat you up. If, if you're, like, walking around with a mask, say, ah, you pussy, and they'll start beating the shit out of you. It's the same thing as laws. In fact, it's worse. It's way worse. At least they, these people had the civility to go through the courts. Nowadays, they'll just smack you around if they see you wearing a mask. If you go to certain parts of town. Or certain establishments where they don't like that. So it's so my point is it's the same thing. Like what's the difference, right? It is a good article. I thought it was very good. I found it right before we did this. I wasn't planning on talking about this today, but <sighs> I rarely plan on talking about things. <coughs> <coughs> All right. So I'll finish here. <coughs> Even seemingly secular areas of study try to collapse distinctions between the realms of science and religion. What was spiritualism if not a way to apprehend spiritual reality with the material tools? Friendly relations with the next world would promote prosperity and rapid scientific advancement, promised Andrew Jackson Davis, the Poughkeepsie seer, a devotee of electric medicine named Frederick Augustus Baker, proclaimed that giant electromagnets properly placed might eliminate malicious energies from the center of the earth that caused all human sin. Even the secular people were nuts. Even the people who were talking about being reasonable and logical and pff, I don't need that. I don't I don't read the Bible. I just believe. Even they had succumbed to nonsense. This is my point. Is that you think you think you're smarter than these people? These people, you should see the suits. Look at the suits these people are wearing. These are fancy business people. You, you've you never lived with people like this before. You, you've never spoken to people like this before. These are high-ranking doctors. They would never, they would never associate with people like you. You know what they'd do? They'd sit around and talk shit about people like you. 
and about how dumb you are. Isn't that something? And just like we're sitting here right now talking about how dumb they are, they would have done the same thing. That's my point. You're not living in a more advanced time. It's the same thing. There's just different nonsense. And in fact, if you look at the, what what was it? The Tiketic Society, Zetetic, whatever, I don't know. Zetetic Society. That's flat earth. That's flat earth. There's a flat earth society today. It's the same fucking thing. There's no difference. They literally took the same shit and they put it. And then look at this guy talking about spiritualism. Same. People talk about being spiritual, spiritual all the time. All the time. What's the difference? Crystals. And all Crystals, energy. energy. Yes. There's chakras. a sin from the earth and all this nonsense. Auras. All of it. Auras and chakras and all that. People have similar fantasies, folks. And if you have a similar... And, and you don't believe that. You don't believe that? Don't, don't many people like Star Wars? Don't, don't a lot of people like Batman? Don't a lot of people just love Greek gods and reading about... Don't people love Shakespeare? They devote their whole lives to Shakespeare, right? And you think about it, and you're like, I don't understand. Why would they, why would they, why would they devote their lives to Shakespeare? It makes no sense. Let me go home and read the Bible that Shakespeare wrote. Right? Starting to make sense, maybe? Because Shakespeare wrote the King James Bible. He wrote a lot of, ver a lot, a lot of versions in it. That's why it's called the King James Bible. So, and my point is not, I'm not demonizing, and, you know, obviously he didn't write the Bible, he translated it and put it into verse, because obviously the original Hebrew is not in that verse. So, this is, what I'm saying is that this is not a special time. It's not all that unfamiliar. And there's always been con artists, and a lot of times, you know what, the con artists, they don't even know that they're con artists, they think it's real. That's what's even scarier about, about it. You call them con men. You're assuming a lot. You're assuming they're smart. I don't see a lot of smart here. While not strictly biblical, these disciplines offered the same reassuring message. Advances in science need not destroy the providential universe of years gone by. While religion provided a motive, the structure of American science created the opportunity for unorthodox beliefs to thrive. Antebellum science was egalitarian. It had to be outside a small group of internationally respected men. Science in America depended on a much larger circle of amateurs, dabblers, and mechanics. It was not difficult for phrenologists or mesmerists to claim legitimacy in this disorganized milieu. The book of nature, they insisted, was open to all. If orthodox scientists called them quacks or cranks, they were quick to appeal to the democratic sensibilities of the republic. Let the people judge the truth, they said, not the elite few. Sound familiar? Don't listen to the elite. They're out to get you. They always demonize the scientists. And it's like I said, not necessarily to make money. It's because if you demonize the scientists, you win. And it's about winning.
People want their fairy tale to be true. They want to have their cake and eat it too. They want to have the science and the religion both, but they want the science to prove their particular story of the religion. And so that's why you have all these quack sciences. And that's why you see them in history. So, <coughs> as I've demonstrated, it's not unusual at all. And uh, get used to it. Because, just like they said, this uh, disorganized milieu of amateurs and dabblers, that's your Alex Jones, that's your Alan Watt, that's your Steven Crowder, it's your Joe Rogan, it's your, um, you know, these people who are selling things on TV, it's your preachers, all, all of that. These, these amateur people who, you know, they're always appealing to, well, it's a democracy, I should be able to sell you whatever I want, whatever snake oil I want, you should know. You should know that it's fake. Yeah, well, that benefits them way more than it does you. You have anything you want to add before I sign off? No. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in to more content talk. I had a lot of fun reading, sharing that article with you tonight. It was very interesting. Thank you, McDougal, for that article. Always um, fun being here. Oh, yeah. Always fun having you here. Um, and, uh, hey, check us out on Instagram. Check us out on Twitter, more underscore content, P-L-S. You can sponsor us on Anchor if you so choose. But if not, just please listen to our episodes. Um, anytime you do that or share them with your friends, that's great. Like and subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, bye. Bye.